Hey, hey, what's going on, man? Not much. How you doing? Doing pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, the Dre and Des podcast, we are a little bit new. Um, actually, just posted on our Instagram story. Uh, we need a name for it. I was thinking shorts, but essentially what we want to do is just a quick 15-minute episode, uh, and we're kind of going in blind. So I have a question that I'm going to ask Dre, and he's got one for me. Uh, we'll talk about it real quick, and then we'll we'll keep it moving. All right. So you want to go first? Yeah. Um, actually, a question I saw on a uh, on on a different uh, show today, but uh, it's NBA topic, and I think one Ooh. that you would enjoy. Um, so there's a, a story out that uh, Westbrook wants out from Houston. It sounds like Harden wants out. They're both not happy. Don't want to play with each other. Um, my question to you is, uh, and you got to call it right now, but will Russell Westbrook win an NBA championship? No. Um, and for one, let me just say, I really appreciate you throwing me this question. It's my (laughs) wheelhouse. So thank you. Thank you very much. Um, no, no. And that by no means is that. Uh, is my answer weighed more on some kind of uh, lack of confidence in Russell Westbrook's ability to win a championship based on his talent? It's more or less about what stage he's, he's in his career, his style of play, and also, even more importantly, his contract. Because at the age, actually, today's his birthday. So happy birthday, Brody. <laughs> uh, Today's his 32nd birthday. He's 32. He's a guy who plays – his game is based on his athleticism. And, you know, he didn't seem like he slowed down too much last year, but um, it, it's just a matter of time that he will slow down. He's not going to change who he is and how he plays. So now it's just, it's going to – we're just going to see, you know, his effectiveness increase over time based on his, the way his athleticism decreases over time. And then if you're talking about winning a championship, if you look at it from that standpoint, you're like, okay, well, if he's 32, let's say he's a freak. He stays being a freaker nature like LeBron. And he's able to stay athletic for another, let's say, at least another two years. But unlike LeBron, he's not 6'9", 250. You know, but anyway, my point is that he say he's able to stay athletic for another two uh, two years max, right? Mm-hmm. You know, his next – he has a three – there's three years remaining on his contract, I think, this upcoming year, he makes 41, and I think next year is 44. And the last year is a player option, which is $47 million. It's insane. And the problem is that, okay, well, if you look at a two- to three-year window, what championship contender teams can take on that contract right now? And I just don't see it. I mean, you look at the Clippers. I don't think that's a fit. Um you know, they'll probably have to trade, get rid of Paul George to make it work, and then that doesn't really make them better. Uh, you look at uh, a team like the Sixers, who we, we talked about together, like maybe one of those teams that need to shake things up. Well, you know, to get Russell Westbrook, they're going to have to part one their two biggest pieces, either Embiid or Ben Simmons. And if they do that, bringing in Russ, they're not really getting any better, Right. Um, you look at a team like Boston, it doesn't make sense to to shake up your roster and trade for Westbrook because you're 
for Boston, it's not so much talent. It's just maturity. As they get older, they'll get better. They have a very good situation there. No need for Boston to shake it up. Uh, Toronto, you know, may, maybe they shake it up. Trey, Kyle, Laurie, but do you – Laurie for Westbrook, do you really get that much better? I don't know. So, I mean, I can go through the whole league of contenders for you on both the East and the West. The point is that to make the contract situation work, you're going to have to trade a star player, a max player, and Westbrook is not transcendent enough to – take you to the next level while you're giving up a max player to get him. If that makes sense. So that that's that that's the problem. You know, it's just at this point in his career, he doesn't have much prime love. And his contract is so monstrous that um no contender really is a fit, which is why you've seen reports lately of teams being in the mix, being the the Knicks, um the Hornets um, even the Pistons have been linked to him. And there, there are some strong connections with the Pistons. I mean, his former, you know, the guy who drafted him in OKC, Troy Reavers, now the GM for the Detroit Pistons. Um, his former agent, Art Tellum, is, like I think, vice, like a chairman or special assistant to Tom Gore. So he has deep connections to the Pistons organization right now. Um, but if you notice, all three of those teams are rebuilding teams. They're not, they're, they're not even – playoff teams like they're they're teams that have been in the bottom of the east really so you know it's going to be a team like that you know a team that most likely if you go for Russell Westbrook you're really only getting him at this point in his career to put people in the seats to put bus in the seats you know it's um you know and those are the only teams that don't have max players which you know um that are occupying a spot where they can, he can, they can take on the contract without giving up somebody so um yeah, I just don't think, you know, he has, it's gonna, he, he's going to have the right situation available to him to win a championship. Yeah, he, I mean, he's, he's not the missing piece for anybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's not that type of player. Like, he's, he's a ball. That, I mean, I, I, I look at him like Harden. The only real thing you can put around them is shooters. That's it. Like, he's not going right. to come in and, and fit in with any type of style of, of basketball. Sure. Uh, one last question, uh, or kind of on the same thing, but one last thing I'll ask you: If Houston decided to move off of Harden and Russ collectively, do you think right. they could trade separately, right, for for each one of the guys? And I, I don't know how the before money you works. Go there, to be clear, hold on. Before you finish your question, to be clear, um, I don't want to say his last name. Sham, uh, I don't want to say his last name. But anyway, one of the the guys who who is constantly talking about you know, the NBA and putting NBA rooms out there said that Harden came on and said that he's committed uh, to, you know, being with the Rockets. So I don't know if that's just lip service or if that is, like, legitimate. So I guess we'll find out. Um, honestly, if I'm Harden, that could change. Because you know, say, say if Houston trades Russ. If, if Harden is real – if Harden's initial gripe is, okay, well, with Mike D'Antoni moving on, Daryl Morey moving on, I don't see us trending towards winning a championship, which is the only thing that's left for me to do in my career at this point. Once they trade Russ, if you're hard and that's your main concern, don't you change your tune? Like, you know what? Like, yeah, I think I need to leave too. You know what I'm saying? Like, things could change he, once Houston trades Russ. So he may not way, he, I, I he may not need to leave. He just needs to play a different style. But what what what, what I was what, right, and that's not because I, I think he's happy with what he is, you know, what he is, a top, right. you know, three, top five player offensively in the NBA, 
scoring a bunch, right. and he's a superstar. I think he's fine with that. Um, yeah. But I was going to say, do you if if Houston decided to trade Russ and also trade Harden, do you think they could get in this upcoming draft the number one and number two pick? Like, do you think they could trade if I'm if I'm uh, what is Minnesota? I think has a number one pick. Would Minnesota take number, James Harden number for number one? Number one, maybe number two. No, that's the Warriors. I don't see the Warriors wanting to do that. You know, like I, it sounds crazy, but like neither of those two guys fit with the Warriors culture. Um, because if you're the Warriors, if you're going to bring one of those two guys in, you're going to have to trade Andrew Wiggins, which is fine. I mean, they're both better players than Wiggins, but. Either way, they disrupt your entire flow. I mean, James yeah. Harden. I mean, the Warriors are all about ball movement and flow. And Harden could be more, couldn't be more of the opposite. Of that. <laughs> same um, with Russ. Russ is no different. Same with Russ. So, yeah, it just doesn't make sense. Now, Minnesota, on the other hand, you're talking about a franchise that's looking for a number one. Cat's um, not number one. He may have the, may have had the potential to be one. It may still have the potential one day to be one, but he doesn't have the dog, the personality of a number one. But he could be a really good number two. And then D'Angelo Russell, I think it has really made himself a decent, good player in this league. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you look at Minnesota, if you're able to – but here's the problem. You know, I think they're going to – if Minnesota's going to get one of those guys, they're going to have to trade that number one overall pick and maybe D'Angelo Russell too because if you're the Rockets, I mean, I think D'Angelo Russell and James Harden pair up really good together. Uh, Russell's a, he's more of a playmaker. You know, he can catch the ball off. They're both left-handed, which is interesting. You don't really <laughs> see that very often. But, you know, Russell can play off the ball and on the ball, too, which works really well with Harden. We saw – and I think also, you know, when they had one-year sample size, I know they clashed. Uh, and clearly they didn't like each other very much. But on the court, in terms of results, Chris Paul and James Harden worked pretty well. Yes, they do. I mean – they, they had Golden State on the roads, and I, I, I will stick by this. If Chris Paul does not pull his hamstring in that game six uh, – no, game five. Game five, yeah. um, uh, uh, when they had – which I think they went up 3-2. Yep. Um, they probably win the NBA championship. They probably do. I, I agree. Um, I, would, I would agree with that. And so, like, it worked. Like, it, all in all, it worked. And that was concerned. Remember when the Rockets got Chris Paul, people were like, that's not going to work. You know, James Harden and Chris Paul, they both need the ball. But the difference between Paul, Chris Paul and Russ is that Chris Paul can play on the ball, off the ball effectively. He can really sh- – he can he shoot. He can shoot. That's, Russ, that's that's the key is he could shoot, yeah. you know. It, yeah. I mean, they were the, – the Lakers were leaving, you know, Russ open. They weren't even covering him at, yeah. at three-point line. Like that – yeah. you could never do that with Chris Paul. You would – you would die – you wouldn't even die a slow death. It'd be a quick one. Oh, yeah. He's a, he's a sharpshooter. Yep. He's a sniper, you know, and uh, my, my point is, is that if you're if you're Minnesota, you could look at it like this because, OK, all right, we'll give you, you know, if you're Minnesota, you're probably like, all right, well, we don't value the number overall pick that much this year because we don't see a transcendent player. We have a really good, nice player in cat. If we can just get a number one that can compliment compliment well, which Russ can. Um, then you're like, okay, well, let's do it. Or vice versa. You know, I think James Harden will come in and, you know, play with Cat. And I mean, you're Minnesota getting trading the number one overall pick, Angelo Russell, which I think it would take to get Harden or Russ, you become better with either guy based on standing pack, right? Um, at least initially in the first couple of years. Who knows if that first round pick becomes and how they develop that's unforeseen. 
and not expected based on how people are projecting them, right? How scouts are projecting these guys to be. But, um, you know, it, it's it's definitely an interesting proposition. I commend Minnesota for doing it. I think it makes a ton of sense, um, you know, and that's what teams should do. If you don't think there is a – your scout department does not believe that this is, you have a can't-miss guy, why not trade down? You have all the leverage in the world because, you know, you, you, can, you can make that choice. So, um, no, I, I don't um, – I think I kind of start rambling. Well, well, let me just start answering your question. <laughs> yes, you're good. You're good. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I love talking about this, man. Um, I know we said 15 minutes, but um, yep. So we'll kick know. it over. Uh, we'll kick it over to you. So we'll you're uh, you're you're up. Oh yeah, my question is, you know, because you 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 you're a football guy, you love college football, you know, like we look around the country, we are definitely in the midst of the second wave. I think that is very obvious. Um, and now you see it really, really impacting college football. I mean, the Big Ten, the Ohio State's game this week is canceled. Um, you yourself, we talked about it. LSU, Bama canceled. Um, I think I, I'm not sure if I think there's some more games SEC canceled, but I know for sure it's like three or four in the ACC that is canceled. Um, that's are we playing football? You know, in in December, and if so, you know. How legitimate is this championship this year? Um, I think we're definitely playing football in December. I think there's just too many. Uh, number one, I think the SEC, and this is personally just me, but I think the SEC is the most powerful Power Five conference uh, as far as influence and the, just the drive and the direction of college football. And they are not going to, there's absolute, before the season even started, there was no way that the SEC was not going to play. And now that Alabama is 6-0, and Florida, I think 4-1, and or 3-1, and whatever their, their record is, uh, I mean, they have the potential to get two teams in the playoff. I don't think it'll happen, but the potential is there. They are going to drive this bus until the wheels fall off. Now, I think they're going to be as responsible as they can with it, Um and, a, and a, yeah, like you mentioned, I, I think there is a, you know, uh, we're seeing more and more cases with the coronavirus. But, um, yeah, I, I think I think we are going to be playing football in December and January uh, as well. Um, I think I think the championship will be legitimate. I mean, I, I look at it similar to the, the NBA championship in the bubble. Like if you're if you're asking, is it going to be different? Then, yes, it for sure will be. Uh, but I, I even look at it more so I almost give more credence and credit to it uh, in the football sense versus the basketball sense, because, you know, you had professional NBA players who were like, yeah, it's a bubble, but the distraction wasn't even on the court. The distraction was I'm bored. You know what I mean? Like, and also the family aspect of not, not, you know, living your normal life, which Mm. no one no one was you know what I mean like so it's it's it, I, I don't have pity for NBA players because you were you know in a hotel you were in a, your own city for you know four or five months or however long it was um you know you had people who were unemployed for that long and trying to figure out how they were gonna you know pay their bills so um not that it it wasn't difficult for them but you know it's there's levels to it so I, I think trying to do it in a you know with no bubble for college football, uh, let, you know, for sake of discussion, let's say Clemson wins it. I mean, the things that they had to go through with, you know, social injustice, they're going, you know, with marches, 
they have to, you know, they've got Trevor Lawrence, you know, their star player caught, you know, had coronavirus, caught COVID. Uh, sounds like he's going to be okay. But, I mean, that would be the equivalent of, of the Lakers of LeBron getting it and having to sit out for you but, know, a week and a half. Say, but, but, but here's the difference, though. Like, the NBA and that, the bubble worked. I mean, and college football is not doing the bubble. And you're already seeing, like, like some teams losing and, and having results that are, I think it's clear, that are directly related to COVID. I mean, look, I know you thought the Notre Dame win over Clemson was legitimate, and I do to a certain extent. That no, by no means am I discrediting discrediting Notre Dame and saying they're not a good football team. They may, they they probably are legit top five in the country, or at least top ten. But I, you know, like Clemson has a loss. I mean, I think if they have Trevor Lawrence, they win the game. I know that they still gave up forty seven points. But my point is, is that sometimes when you have a transcendent player like that, they just change the whole dynamic of the game. So I just yeah. it's stuff like that that worries me. I mean, I mean, do, does Clemson still get in the playoff? You know, because now they they got one loss. Um, that rest of schedule's never really been is really weak. I mean, Notre Dame was the strongest one, and they lost technically, no matter the parameters or not. They still lost. So I mean, what if Clemson doesn't get in? They're going to get in. They're going to get in. A couple things. So, number one, uh, I need the same energy that everybody had with Ole Miss versus Alabama. Uh, that th- I need that same energy with Notre Dame Clemson because you gave up a 47 spot. Uh, it, it, so, I, I, I need all the, all the smoke that Alabama's defense got. Clemson's defense needs that too. Uh, number two, I, I do understand no it. I do understand that what you're saying, like, yeah, it's different as far as a transcendent player, but like d- did DJ Uyangalale give anyone any like fear the week before when he played against Boston College? Like he played well in that game. He played well in the Notre Dame game. Trevor Lawrence isn't, isn't going to play much better in that, in, in the, uh, uh, you know, Notre Dame game than, than DJ did. Like, I mean, may, maybe what, another 50 yards and, and another touchdown or two? I mean, DJ played out I'm of his t- mind. It, it, okay, if you're saying, if you're saying okay, a transcendent player, player isn't there, well, then Dabo Sweeney, you've got to be better at preparing your team. Like, that, that's, that's no, what no, it comes down no. to. Like, I, I'm, I'm not – We're in agreement. Right. So I, I, but COVID impact – everyone has a different, you know, offseason. So, it, so it's not like it's just – you know, Clemson wasn't the only team that had a, a, a you know, tough offseason. Like, Alabama had – our head coach was was you know it was just like man is he gonna coach on the sideline or not? Believe, do you believe when the college football playoff starts that the with the four teams that get in there would be the best four teams in the country? Uh, yes, I do, because I I think okay. we're pretty close on knowing who those four are already. I think we're pretty close. To yes, that. No, yeah, and I and not, I think that's why right. Here. Yeah, it's it's it it's, it's right. Alabama. It's going to be Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, and somebody else. Alabama, Clemson. And I don't even know who the fourth team would be. My gosh. Um, that, that's actually it. Notre Dame, actually. I mean, Notre Dame has a great win. So, I mean, it's going to be hard to knock them out, honestly. Yeah. Um, it's true. You know, but uh, I, and I, I'm not sure if Notre Dame would play. If, I don't know. If ten, Notre Dame's technically part of the ACC this year. Yep. So, so they're going to, they're going to, they play Clemson in the, yeah. In the they'll play in the ACC championship. If all things, if Clemson wins out, Notre Dame wins out, then they will meet in the ACC championship game. No, that's interesting. Now that that that's interesting because yeah, Clemson can't afford to lose that. They cannot. Oh, afford to heck lose no, that. heck no. And I, I um, think, either. but Notre Dame can. Maybe Notre Dame can, based on how to. That's you know, it can get. It can't go one way. Like Clemson can't lose that game to get in. Oh no, but maybe Notre Dame can, and still get in. That, that's that's possible. The, yeah, they're they're going to need some help, but it's it's very possible. I mean, 
Who else is good? I mean, ACC, I mean, excuse me, the uh, uh, Pac-12, I mean, nobody's checking nobody in the Pac-12. You're right, but one uh, team I told you, and this will, and we'll, let's, let's put a bow on it, but one team that I told you a couple weeks ago after we beat them was Texas A&M, who is number, I want to say, seven right now and probably going to win out. Like, they will be a one-loss team. Their one loss will be Alabama. Like, I, I, I understand it, that they don't pass the eye test, but when, you, when you're there, I mean, one loss – you know, my only loss is to the potential number one team in the nation. And I've, I've won out, beat everybody else. They beat Florida. You know, I beat a, uh, I beat a division champion. Like, you know, it's, it, it's kind of crazy, but it, that's a real possibility. Uh, or or of, of at least of, of the committee having to tell Texas A&M no. Like, I, it's not, it, as, of, as it stands now, uh, it's not going to be a clear-cut thing that, oh, yeah, no way Texas A&M gets in, like, it's possible they'll probably get they'll probably get stomped if they do, but that's that's a that's a possibility. I think they're number like six or seven right now with one loss, and their toughest game is going to be Auburn at the last week of the season. So, uh, who knows, man? All right, well, that's Dre and Dez and uh, Stetson Bennett sucks. <laughs> I said that, um, and uh, yeah, Kirby Smart could be saying that he starts well. I'm just saying. Uh, all right, then we out. Peace. Peace.